0: A podcast one production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Hello, welcome to The Wellness Collective. I'm flying solo. And that's because Nat is away at the moment. But this is an episode that we recorded a few months ago and the time to release it is now. So I'm doing the introduction myself. It's very exciting. Might not invite her back. What do you think? Anyway, it's called The Donor Project and here it is. (music) We have a guest in studio today, Dr Miranda Miles. Miranda,
1: would you like to tell everybody who you are and maybe what you do so that bubble re- reference makes sense? Because it's I'm getting all sorts of... Yeah,
2: I'm Dr Miranda Miles. I'm, I'm known as the Contemporary Conceptionist and I'm wanting to inspire your approaches to fertility and conception. I'm an absolute passionate naturopath and acupuncturist, uh, a women's health and natural fertility expert. I'm an author, I'm a lecturer, (laughs) and I'm Australia's leading natural health expert in donor support, particularly donor egg support. That's Whoa. how I got the bubble,
1: like bubble, egg, same type of thing. I did not wonder really. where you were going. Well, also the other of... bubble is that Miranda's currently pregnant. And about to pop.
0: <laughs> I'm about to pop. Tomorrow. So, <laughs> tomorrow. So <laughs> is that your due
2: date or are you booked in for no, a medically booked booked in in em- em- induced? Emergency She'll tell us cesarean. why. Mm, yeah. okay. Emergency okay. cesarean. So yeah. I'm 46 mm-hmm. and um, my pregnancy is a donor egg pregnancy. And so we are quite susceptible to developing preeclampsia um, and that's sort of settling in a little bit. So we're, we're kind of going, okay, yep. emergency cesarean tomorrow.
0: Yep. Good luck. Thank you. I, I've had one of them. They're quite strange because you... Feel fine and you get you get walked into this place and they put a robe on you like you're at a day spa and you sit there with the other ladies in the day spa and you're like, okay, this is weird. Put
2: the slippers on. And they ask you what music you want.
0: Oh, it's so weird. And then you go like they you see the anaesthetist and they give you the thing in your back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they wheel you in and everyone's having a joke and a mm-hmm. chat in the surgery. While the doctor's like, Hey, open. how you going? Mine didn't go like that.
1: Mine was true emergency, like as in Yeah, no,
0: that's a plan. That one. was
1: hilarious though. It mm-hmm. was you know, for everyone that says that gas doesn't work, <laughs> if you've been <laughs> sucking gas in for like a good sixteen hours and then you don't have that gas for three contractions, I'm telling you, that thing that stuff works. <laughs> I had to he's like, I'm so sorry, you're gonna have to have three contractions without whilst I put this in and I'm like, You've got to be kidding me. And what? I I was literally one of those women from the movie screaming in the hallway on some trolley. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad because I'd gone from not having to feel that. Yeah. Um, but I can t- I can vouch for gas. So I can
0: definitely vouch. I was seeing Smurfs with people's faces <laughs> oh. that I knew floating. <laughs> well, I got given special K on the day of my. Um, yeah, because the the spinal started wearing off oh, and the anaesthetist yes. said to me, I'm just going to top you up with a little bit of something while they finish off. And I went, okay. <laughs> and the next thing, I saw seagulls flying <laughs>
1: and I felt like...
0: Where concrete was being poured on me. (gasps) Anyway, you guys are natural um, experts at fertility, conception, (coughs) whatnot, and (laughs) we're talking about what can happen on the other side. (laughs) So it's good to know that you have an open mind for everything, I think, is is, is the best uh, thing to take from this conversation. Mm. But, Miranda, so where do we begin? (laughs) Uh, I think we should start with...
1: Obviously, you said you're 46, mm-hmm. and let's tell let's talk about your current pregnancy because I think it's a great lead to everything mm-hmm. else that you're doing. Is this How the f- reason why you do what you do? Mm. Is this Mm-mm. your first
2: pregnancy? No, this is my second. Okay, yep. so both my pregnancies have been using donor eggs, and they have been using different donors. So it's been a, a we're, we're a very mixed, unique family of genetics and DNA. It's wow. all sorts of interesting going on there. So. It basically started when I was 39 um, and I was, you know, that one in six of Australian couples having difficulty getting pregnant, um, which was quite devastating being in the industry that I'm in and I could get all sorts of different people pregnant using all sorts of different techniques, but not myself. And... I was sort of put in that category of unexplained infertility, which I hate. I just (laughs) hate that terminology. It's not helpful, is it? It, Not at all. It gives you no hope. And my dad was a GP and he used to say there's no such thing as infertility. It just means they haven't figured out why you're not getting pregnant yet. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's kind of nice. And it gives you a, a bit of a sense of hope. But at 39, I was kind of running out of hope and running out of patience and running out of all sorts, of like options. Just, yeah, running out of options. Mm. And I think also
1: when your heart starts to leave mm. and this is you know what you'd see with your patients mm. as well, it's I know that that's a point where something has to swiftly change because mm. you you start to lose belief in yourself. And you your do? Body. Yeah. And I would imagine, I don't know, I haven't been in that position, but I would imagine that that's certainly a hard, Absolutely. hard thing to... And I know that with patients, I've got to constantly be giving them
2: the, the pep talk, yeah. you know. Mm. that your body can do this. Correct. And I was, I was in that position. I was seeing all sorts of other practitioners and then I did IVF. I did standard IVF using my own eggs and wound up doing three rounds. And so at this stage, I was sort of he- heading to 40. I remember at my 40th birthday going... Okay, I've just done an IVF round. I probably shouldn't have that glass of sparkling, but, hey, I don't think I'm pregnant, so. Mm. Yeah. Why not? Um, Yeah. And that's
1: the other thing. Women (coughs) still need to live their lives. We put our
0: lives on hold. Absolutely. And yeah. that's that was And now knowing going what you on, know, you yeah. would be like, Give me that. Well it's <laughs> it was, also that thing, isn't it? You put medicine so much focus on yourself on every yeah. single
2: aspect of and it. Every appointment and, and strands and stress and money and oh. just being quoted figures like, Okay, you're now forty, so you have an eight percent chance mm-hmm. of this ever working. Yeah. And, and when there's thousands of dollars attached to that decision eight percent is, is not a hopeful figure, is it? No, it's completely minimal. And I was only getting two two or three eggs and mm. only sort of two embryos. Both would go in and just nothing, nothing would happen, not even a chemical pregnancy, just nothing was happening. Mm. So I sort of, I, I did, I lost hope and it was, we kind of went down this process of, well, can we adopt? And mm. um, But we're both too old for that.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't you love it? Everyone you meet says, you're too old for this, your eggs are too crusty, your body doesn't want to do blah. It's not a very supportive
2: environment when it comes to the statistical side of things, I suppose, is it? No, and you keep getting told, my fertility specialist was saying, it's a numbers game, it's a numbers game, just keep going, keep going. And I just went, no, I don't want to keep going this way. And so for me, it was a... It was both a statistical and an emotional decision mm-hmm. to go in search of um, donor eggs. I just, I, I didn't want to keep going. I, my body was not happy with the drugs. Every time we did an IVF um, procedure, I had to have an anaesthetic. So I had three anaesthetics in very quick succession. Yeah, and that does take its toll on you. I was losing, losing myself. Mm-hmm. I just had no idea what was going on anymore. So I sort of went, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's see if we can find a um a donor egg. And the DNA question, um, you know, will the child look like me? Will it have my eyes? I thought about that for a moment mm-hmm. and then I went, it's not relevant. It doesn't matter to me. I want so much to be a mum that the DNA just didn't come into it anymore. Um, And so we went on this journey. We went on this whole hunt of how to do this. And and this was where it got really interesting.
0: Before we move on Mm. to the donut, I just quickly want to touch on the IVF Mm. thing. Um, I've got quite a few friends that have been through it, but I don't think, I think it still feels like one of those taboos a little bit that no one really talks about Mm. how difficult it is mm. because when you're in it, you don't want to lose hope so you don't mm. want to complain about the fact that it's costing an absolute fortune. Mm. You do have these stats that often are not on your side. Mm. Um, and there's it, it seems to be there's all these aspects to it, like you say, the anesthetic, the hormones that you have to um, inject into yourself to mm. bring on the ovulation. is that how that's mm. how it works? Isn't that's it? exactly. you know mm. there's all these elements of it and mm. though all of those things can seem quite counterproductive, to the point
2: of trying to get you pregnant, mm. can't it? it's it breeds such stress in um, in an individual and, and not only are you going through that process but there's also the scans to make sure your endometrium's developing and you might be going every two days to go and have a scan and mm. somehow you have to fit that into a, a work schedule as well as changing your doses of your drugs and it's a very strict regime. And it's the
0: complete opposite to <coughs> if you fall pregnant naturally, naturally. where you cannot well, know that's...
2: for weeks mm. that you Pregnant, yes. so
0: all of this has taken place, and you've been blissfully unaware. That's right. Mm. It's all. But I happened. think it is, and mm. it's a
1: constant focus on infertility, which just mm. reinforces mm. the problem. I don't want to use the word problem, but I think that there's not a lot of focus on the actual positive things that are mm. going on. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. even I have patients come in, they'll be like, "Oh, they graded my eggs, and yeah, they were okay." And it's sort of like down to you know the quality of what you're transferring. Mm. Like it's it is it completely the opposite. Yeah, completely.
0: it's unreal, but it is it does seem to be still the magic bullet. So it's great to hear that you have discovered a way to, you know, circumvent that. So tell us about the donor eggs. Okay.
2: So this was, um, it was a really interesting process. I, I didn't know where to start, um, but I had two colleagues also going through the same thing, which oh, really? was quite interesting. Also Chinese medicine. Um, uh, one is a naturopath and one is a myotherapist, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I started in my search in Australia first. Now Every IVF clinic or all the major IVF clinics in Australia will offer some sort of um, egg donation service, but they're very restricted by numbers. So in a 12-month period, one clinic said to me, we basically have about four donor eggs available (laughs) for a 12-month period. I wonder how many people are on a list for that. Well, There's been 8,000 donor-conceived pregnancies in Victoria to date, um, which is, I mean, that's a lot and that's of the ones that have been done in Australia that Mm. are on the register. So I'm not part of that because... Mine ended up being overseas. But there's a lot of people doing what you're doing. <clears throat> There'll be a. Mm. There's a lot of people doing what and I'm doing. and it has to be an altruistic thing, doesn't it? That's you can't right. pay someone Can, for their eggs; that's they have right. to offer them to you. And I think that's why it's so difficult, mm. because in Australia you cannot accept any any other money for your gift um, as a donor donor egg. Um, your all your medical expenses and your reasonable <clears throat> excuse me out of pocket expenses are Covered by the intending parents, but there's no icing on the cake. There's nothing. There's nothing extra. How does that work then? <coughs> I was thinking about this in the shower what about,
1: <laughs> <spew>? <laughs> about sperm. <It's> yes, <laughs> <laughs> truly. Once again, it's what? different for boys. <laughs> yes, that's what, the, yeah, that's what I'm about to say. Hang on a minute. Why can a male go and make a deposit? Mm. But I mean, I know it's a bit different for a female. We've mm. got to get get them out.
0: <laughs> deposit. <laughs>
1: Sorry, well it is. That's what they're doing. It's uh-huh. like laying it, laying yep. it down. Yep. Um, here's a mag off you go and ahead. having
2: fun doing exactly. It. It's not it's, fun
1: for a girl, is, is it? Donate. So I mean, I know that there's a process and it's different because you have to have an egg collection. So you have mm. to go through pretty much an IVF, IVF. round as mm. a donor to get the mm. egg. Um, so it's, it is different. Obviously, that it does become more medical. But really, at the end of the day, if a woman chooses to be so kind as to do that, why are we stopping that from happening?
2: I, It's beyond me. I, I don't know. it. Um, for males, it is such an easy process, whereas for, for females to donate, there's about 20 hours of medical appointments that they would have to go through. There's scans, there's the drugs, there's everything that you do in a normal IVF process. This beautiful donor egg angel is doing... Altruistically, to just get her basic expenses covered. <laughs> it's like, it, it doesn't make no. any sense. No. But it is illegal to actually pay for um, sperm or embryos or eggs in Australia.
0: So did you have a conversation with anyone within your family or friendships or did you do that
2: thing where you looked around and went? A lot of IVF clinics say, you know, they they rely on you to find your own donor mm. egg and it's like so then you're looking at family, friends, Mm. you know, sisters, cousins, colleagues, someone you know, you know, randomly. Can you imagine? Hey, you (laughs) want to just give me some eggs? Like it's just a weird conversation to have. Both of my sisters are older so I was already 40 by this stage so it was just like. Nah. Not going to happen. They're no use to you. No, nah, no good. Not in this joint. They're not, not <laughs> going to be any better. Yeah. If you're going to do this, you want, you want, the, <laughs> fresh, you want the fresh exactly. ones. The fresh, <laughs> young spring chicken, the crop. <laughs> spring chicken eggs. Uh, <laughs> so I sort of um, didn't really, and it was it was a bit uncomfortable for me. I didn't want it to be somebody that I was going to see, you know, next week and go, That's thanks some- for your eggs. Hey, I'm pregnant with... Our, Your, kid. our kid yeah uh, it just it just didn't sit well with me at all at that point point. Um, and so then I heard ah there's some other complications in Victoria as well that um, you can' advertise for what used to be anonymous but it's not anymore so it used to be that you could advertise for uh, an egg donor. Like in the
1: classifieds. Yeah, the like the classifieds
2: or on Facebook or oh on a website. Goodness. Wow, they are just like selling so a so 1986 Chimera.
1: And
0: <laughs> Along with a couple and of 20-year-old ov- <laughs> eggs. Good looking it.
2: Take the Chimera and I'll chuck in a couple of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. It was just, it's exactly what it was like. But in Victoria out of all of the states in Australia, you actually have to apply to have your ad approved by the Victorian Health Minister first. Mm. You can't just advertise. You have to have that your ad like approved. That sounds like an easy process. Not. Mm. Mm. Oh, my goodness. That in itself can take minimum of six weeks before they'll even look at your ad, and then you have to hope that it gets approved. I think the And big you have to thing. have an approval number oh, on really? your ad to be able to publish it. Yeah, that's crazy otherwise it's you you you're breaking the law i
0: think the thing is though the ethics around it all the legalities are there to try and stop people being abused yes. and and taking advantage of each other but it, again when you look at it compared to the sperm donation it doesn't really make sense but i
1: don't even get that because who is being exploited mm. by wanting to give their
0: mm. no exactly especially mm. if you're not paying you're getting paid for it
1: no it doesn't actually make any sense no. whatsoever mm. so
2: what did you do so we ended up making a decision to go overseas and our first donor was from South Africa and she came to uh, Bangkok. We went to Bangkok and the process happened there. We got five beautiful eggs and um we were pregnant first time. Wow. So that was How amazing. Is it that? was amazing. It was global. Yeah. It was global. a global baby. And how yeah. old was the she? She was 23. Okay. And did you meet her? Uh, well, we weren't supposed to, but we happened to be staying in the same hotel. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> and we heard all these South African accents, accents and went, oh, <laughs> oh, we're around the corner from the hospital. We must be, they must. Yeah. So we did actually get to meet her, a beautiful young girl. She's absolutely, she was 23. She was gorgeous. And our she gave us one single cell. And we helped her pay for her first year of university, which was just such a good feeling for us. But when we went through this process and I, I got her profile sent to me, I got 52 women sent to me, 52 young women sent to me as opposed to maybe four in 12 months in Australia. Mm. This was 52 women that I got to So, what they through. send
1: that to you and then like yeah. to, you're like, I mm-hmm. want
0: brown eyes and you, I want... Yeah. You know the flip though of this, right? The, all the legalities and the ethics and everything here feels like they're trying to protect women, but the other side of it is all of those women are being empowered, as you say, making that choice... Getting paid choice. for the work that they're doing mm. and they've made that choice not under duress mm. and then that's allowed them to then pay for their university or their that's study or to, you know, their
1: further their
2: life. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It, so was like, it was a business transaction. It's really we, interesting. Yeah, and we actually, we did actually meet her partner as well just very, very briefly. He happened to be there and... Um, and she just said something really lovely to me. She said, it's it's your baby. It'll be your baby. There's nothing to do with me in it. And she was very clear on that. Um, and all it is is a cell. She's just giving us a yeah. cell. And one yeah. cell doesn't make a baby. It still has to be fertilised. It still has to divide. It still has to be nurtured and nourished and grown. So I love
1: this. I want to talk about this <clears throat> a little bit more, about whose baby it is. But mm. first, before we do that, let's ha- take a short break and then we'll be back to, to dive a little bit
0: deeper. We're talking to Miranda Miles, or is it Dr. Miranda Miles? I never know with you Chinese medicine people. We're doctors the correct... in our own right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> doctor of Chinese <laughs> <The entrance>. medicine. <laughs> and everything we else. school for longer than a brain surgeon, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can take that up with them. But we are talking about the really interesting situation that you're in where you're pregnant, you're 47 years old. 46. Oh, sorry. I've aged you. 46 years old. Let's take one off. 45 years old. And uh, about to have your second baby <clears throat> with a doctor egg and we're talking about the situation that you've um, everything you've gone through to this point now this is your second pregnancy yes
2: did you? Where did you go for for the donation this time? So after we did our first donation, so Charlie is now four. Um, we did actually use our other embryos that we had in um, Thailand in Bangkok, but unfortunately they weren't successful. So then the group that I am associated with, they had moved their um, their processes to Malaysia. So Malaysia was our next stop. We chose another donor. Um, Our first one wasn't available, Um, so we chose another donor. Gorgeous girl and completely unsuccessful, completely unsuccessful. And that happens. That's just the realities Mm -hmm. of the situation. It's like any IVF process. Um, So she was our second donor and then we chose our third donor. So we did four trips to Malaysia last year between June and January this year, and we received, we wound up with nine embryos from her, which was just fantastic, um, put two in and pregnant again, sort of first time with her, um, and that's the the current pregnancy. So I now have seven embryos sitting in Malaysia. Mm. <laughs> I can have a try.
0: <laughs> so, well, let's talk about that. Mm. Have you had that discussion with your partner or have well, you thought about what I would what go happens, again. You would I go would for go, the extra seven. Yeah, I would, I would go again. <laughs> I'm not having seven, Miranda. Seven's probably too many. You yeah. make a TV show out of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but really, it's a consideration because, it is, you know,
1: they are potential lives. So, yeah. what, so what are your options, though? You either give them to science.
2: Yes, yeah, so we can give them to science. We can donate them to somebody else. Mm-hmm. We can donate the embryos to somebody else. Um Which I would be happy to do, Um, but given that it is sort of um, my current baby's same genetic material as my current baby's um, siblings, I would love there to be some sort of um, contact, ongoing contact. Can you ask for that? You can. So you can actually say, you know, how about we meet up once a year, yes. you know, just so that the kids know each other. Or mm, That would
1: be so fascinating to watch the behaviours of those mm, yes, children. Yes. So can we talk about that as well? <clears throat> Whose baby is it?
2: Ah, it's absolutely 100% the intending parent's baby. Yes. So when you get a donor egg, all you're getting is one cell and... To, to make that into a baby, you have to have blood, you have to have essence, you have to have vitality, you have to nurture and nourish that baby. Plus theres there's been some research done in 2015 um, by a university in Spain that has found we have these little molecules called microRNA, which we all have, and that microRNA is in the uterine uh, fluid and influences which genes are switched on or off in that developing baby. Wow. So, my microRNA in my uterine fluid is determining the genetics of my baby. Mm. Um, so, so, it's, it's ad- more than just the initial cell. Absolutely. It's mm. absolutely 100% my genetics there, plus three to 4% of. Uh, my dna passes through the umbilical cord so there is genetic connections absolutely there And then do you see that in Charlie? I see that in Charlie's behavior. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: don't you love it's that. But you know you know we
1: all do things that you like <laughs> it's just autopilot you don't even think about it and mm. then you stop and think I stop and think oh that I'm just that's my dad 2.0 yeah. like but I didn't consciously do that, and I know a lot of it, some things are learnt, Mm. but there are other things that completely aren't learnt. Like Mm. if I watch my sister and Olivia, Mm. they are carbon copy. Yeah, Mm. You can't learn, they don't live in the same They don't see each other enough. They don't see each other enough to know that. You know, Olivia will get off the basketball court and completely rip herself to shreds. Even though she's played the game of her life, this is my sister to a T, so it's really interesting behavior but also characteristics and and then even um appearance mm. um obviously is, you
2: know determines all of these things It's amazing how many people actually say Charlie looks like me mm. and it's it, it, you know, whether it's behavioral or whether it's that little genetic component who knows but you know as i said he's my blood yeah. he's he's 100% my blood he actually when he was really little he looked like my brother's son mm. Sorry, my brother's daughter. He looked like my brother's daughter. And my brother lives in London. So there's no oh, wow. wow. There's no way that they it's a behavioural thing, but there's a photo where I just go, Oh, mm. so, so
0: fascinating.
2: fascinating. Mm. So fascinating. <clears throat> and what
0: about the sperm component? Is it the same for both babies?
2: Yes, so same dad. Yes, yep. my my partner. Yep. Yes, so his sperm, um, just different eggs. Mm. Um, but that's that's a really important element. We um, did a lot of work with his sperm to make sure it was top-notch, you know, good quality swimmers because I didn't want to mix crappy sperm with <laughs> these beautiful 23-year-old <laughs> eggs. That, that piece is not spoken about enough. Sperm health is not spoken <laughs> it's about. It's not.
1: And how many patients do you have, Miranda, that are being referred to because they're doing IVF because of poor mm. sperm quality, sperm's easy to fix. Mm. Mm. Really easy. Often, really often easy the fix. male doesn't want to fix it, but mm. you know, because they've got to make some adjustments. What do you have to do? Um well, in it's, basics, you know. Yeah, it's a product of the Nutrition. situation that you put yeah. it in. Nutrition, mm, mm. environment, lifestyle. Mm. You know, often, it's not uh, an age thing like eggs. Not no, really, no. no. No, no. They keep on they yeah, keep on like keeping like on those. Charlie those Chaplin old, that had them when fellas. he was like in his
0: eighties or yeah. something.
1: <laughs> yes, no, no, but I think also, yeah, it is. It's it's very interesting because you know, there are certainly um occupations where you see it being oh, a challenge, so yeah. pilots well known as, as having because um, of the
0: electromagnetic interference.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and um, painters, anyone that's being exposed to chemicals. Yep. Um, yeah, gamma radiation. Truck, truck, be truck drivers. drivers because they're sitting down all the time. Cement, oh, cement squashed. workers. The boys are squashed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fellas,
1: fellas are squashed. Hot and
0: squashed. <laughs> <laughs> Poor things. I think we <laughs> signed up to talk about
2: testicles on this show, did we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Anyway, There's anyway. also the other element too, Nat, where when when men get a sperm analysis done in um in Australia, they're, they're, it's a very basic analysis. And one of the things that they're missing is the DNA fragmentation. So what's going on in the head of the sperm with the DNA. Mm. And if that DNA fragmentation is is bad, so it's um fragmented above twenty-five percent, then IVF is really the best option. So, and a lot of that's not looked at at what, so what the level of DNA fragmentation is. Well, you mm. got to
0: ask why, I've and especially when you're about once again <coughs> getting back to the dollars. If you're about <coughs> to launch into IVF. <coughs> And surely mm. it would be great if you could be advised to look at all the elements before you go down that road. Yeah,
2: because just because you're doing IVF doesn't mean it will work. Mm. You still have to give yourself, on average, um, at least three attempts at IVF, whether that's using your own eggs or whether that's using donor eggs, because they're still trying to get the endometrium right, the, mm. um, the drug regime right in donor egg IVF as well. Mm. You know the the importance of the endometrium and and that environment.
1: Also- so
2: as a result of your mm. experience mm. You've
1: created something very special. I have. Special.
2: I've, crea- <laughs> I've created the Donor Project, which is um, a project I've put together because I want to help women know that there are other options, that they have a place to go to help them find, firstly, find a, a donor egg. Um, so so we do that. We work with um, a team in Malaysia to help find their donor egg and... Also uh, to prepare them for the IVF process so that we can try and short-circuit that amount of time that they're spending. So, you know, two of mine first times were fabulous, but I had one in the middle, my, my second donor, where it just wasn't great. So we want to try and short-circuit that and, and get um, women pregnant as soon as possible because it this diner egg is also expensive. It's also mm. you know, an expensive process. But it's incredibly rewarding.
1: But Um, I think also because you've been through it mm. um, and you know the ins and outs and you've had various experiences, Mm. it's not like it's been dandy the entire way through. Um, Who better to be able to guide people? Mm. Because where do you go for this, you Mm. know? Do you just Google donor
0: egg and hope for the best? (laughs)
1: Like, you know? It's
0: like anything, isn't it? Well,
1: totally, but it really is something that we're not speaking a lot about. Um, Miranda was telling me she knows Elisa Latto. I was going to say. Yes. Yes.
0: So Elisa Latto we had on our podcast um, early on. Yes. um, And she went through a similar experience, but she had um, a surrogacy. Yes. And she went to America for it. And, I mean, she she decided to go down that road because of medical reasons. She couldn't yes. carry a pregnancy. But I was just wondering what the similarities are, mm. although this sounds like it's slightly less difficult to sort of I
2: arrange. Think, yes. Alyssa's story was uh, probably a little bit more complicated, a little mm. bit more complex. This is just... a. Um, Helping women to actually know where to go, mm. um, and I can I can take them there. I can direct them. I can guide them, um, and get them. Um, actually ready. We can have um, a donor egg or a selection of donor egg angels ready for them within four weeks. And it can actually be sooner than that. We basically look at giving women a choice of four um, donors rather than 52. 52 is kind of (laughs) overwhelming, Um, but they do get to choose hair colour, eye colour, if they want to do that. Wow. Um, just, just so that there are some
0: yeah, so kind of physical feels like
2: similarities. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily going to work
0: out that way because, let's face it, genes can really Absolutely. Yeah. do crazy things, yes, can't yeah. they?
1: Well, we, we're learning more and more about that and how to how to uh, biohack those, um, <laughs> if anyone wants to listen to that episode with Alyssa Lato, I just looked it up. It's episode seven. Okay, yeah. No, that's really interesting. Yeah, no, and it's it's a good, you know, mm. there's, there's some simil- she's similarities mm-hmm. there in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, different different avenue to get there. But at the end of the day, the outcome is the same. You get to get a baby. You get to
0: be a mum. Yeah. But you're saying four weeks? Is four weeks four long weeks. enough to get yourself
2: prepared no. and ready? No, so four weeks is is the time that we can have the available donors presented, you know, sort of um, give to the intending parents and say, okay, this is who will be available when you're looking at going. Um, No, we look at 12 weeks. We look at a 12-week process to prepare the couple and we are talking... The couple, both yes, him so and we, her. We, the boys get a workout <laughs> So we too. get good, good swimmers. Um, 12 weeks is what we're looking at. And what happens within, how do you prepare? So within that process, what we look at is for her, we're looking at getting the um, endometrium um, beautiful and to a, an appropriate thickness. We're looking at um, getting that endometrial lining to about eight millimetres and making sure it's a, a triple layer endometrium, um, but also hormone regulation there and then it's nutrition, it's acupuncture um, for blood flow so that that little embryo will... Eventually stick. For him, it's looking at. So clearly, for her, we don't have to worry about the quality of her eggs because that's all. No, just got to get else. the vessel ready. Mm-hmm. Just got to get the the ground ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. make it make it beautiful and fertile in there. And then for him, it's absolutely getting that sperm ready. Um, and again, it's nutrition, it's lifestyle, it's um, looking at sperm analysis, looking at the sperm parameters, and making sure that it's the best quality. That we possibly can have. And that takes three months. It's it's about 74 days to get um, the sperm top-notch. Wow. Um, for the development of sperm.
0: Things you're learning about. I love that we're talking about Definitely. sperm being part of it though because I think so often the conversation is about what's wrong with you? Why yes. can't you have a baby? Mm. Yes. You know, I'm doing IVF because there's something wrong I can't conceive. Well,
2: that that takes two idea. to tango. That's right. And also we don't want to go through this process of getting um, getting someone pregnant or getting the intended parents pregnant and then they miscarry mm. and often the miscarriage rate is actually associated with the sperm quality,
1: mm, not yes. with
2: the endometrium or not with the female as much. about the embryo. It's mm,
1: all about the embryo. It's we ra- about the embryo. We are out of time. This has been...
2: Boys, get off. So good, as always. <laughs> Scot-free, don't <laughs> they, those boys? Where are people going to find the Donor Project? So the Donor Project is... Um, uh, so it's on Instagram, at the Donor Project. Um, it's on... Facebook, and it's on my website. So yes. we can go through mirandamiles.com.au or thedonorproject.com uh, and then at thedonorproject for Instagram and Facebook.
1: Amazing. Thank you so much for Thank you. joining us in here today. My Thank mind is
2: blown. All
0: Thank the best. You. best at the, the <laughs> bebe. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> As you're listening to this, she's got that bebe. I know, right? <gasps> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Pleasure once again, Cecilia. <laughs> Lovely to be back with you, Nat. I'm not going to let the episode no, end don't. without don't. saying just... Please, five stars is always great.
0: <laughs> Show us some love. we got to get those Rank ratings up. Do you know what? I looked the other day. Hamish and Andy, you've only got 8,000 ratings. Oh, they're well, on podcast one. We've got a 165.
1: Few. Yeah, right. We will like some more. We will like some more. Come on, on Hamish amazing. and Andy fans. Get no, no on board. <laughs> I am going to actually just grab people's phones from now and say, do you have the podcast app? And then, like, yeah. get in there and just. Five stars. Just do it. That's all. <laughs> I love it. And a <laughs> random stranger in the street. Gorilla tactic. Your phone for a second. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, S- see until how desperate next time. she is for yeah. that
0: five star rating. Oh,
1: I just, oh, it helps it. us keep doing what
0: we're doing. It does, and we do love it. And thank you once again for your support. Until next time, <laughs> we are sure this episode has left you feeling happier, healthier, and better. Yeah.